Hey, everybody. Long time, but we are back. It is your boy, Eduardo Jackson, co a creator, founder of the Cinema Draft Game, here with one of my new recent friends. He's a dog. He's a miniature American Eskimo. His name is E2. Say hello, E2. He just... Oh, hello, E2. You can't see him. He's very cute. And also with the homie, the DFM pro in training. I mean, if we are going to have pros, he's probably going to be first in line. You know him. You love him. The draft mom loves him. Jay Devlin. Say hello to the people, Jay. What's up, buddy? Good to be back. I decided to uh, take my girlfriend's face off of uh, the screen and go with uh, an Assassin's Creed look <laughs> today. Fassbender uh, tribute. Fassbender <laughs> tribute with my Christmas beard. And uh, we're going to have a little fun today, man. Apparently, you are uh, in a hurry today because you have a... It will uh, be a micropod, yes. You have a day date, apparently. <laughs> what does... Uh, are you going just like straight standard cup of coffee chit-chat day date? or Straight standard, man. This, this, this is getaway day. This is, this is like you know, on, the, on, on the end of like a five-game road trip. I just got to be in, get out, you know, meet and greet, hopefully provide a, a okay. fun trinket. You know, got to get a little trinket on the way up there so she feels special. Uh, <laughs> where, but yeah, where does, uh, where does Cine Swag meet uh, these young ladies? Are we, are we talking I don't know. The, the dark oh. web or what? No, no. We, we use technology. We use the tools of our time. We use uh, Bumble. This I bumbled Bumble her bit. and she bumbled me. You know, Bumble is okay. like the, the female version of Tinder, if, you know, sort of, where it's like they move first. So, yeah, it's cool. So we'll see. I think she's now, do you go Now, do you stay like brand loyal and go Starbucks because you're from Seattle or do you go like some kind of like swanky, you know, art house coffee shop where people are playing <laughs> guitar? Oh God, we have to end this. So we, we have to end this this segment so soon. Uh, okay, uh, <laughs> this, this is terrible. Sorry about yeah, that. I'm, I'm, not, I'm not even. No, that's fine. I'm, I'm not going to show my face because I, if I was, if I was white, I'd be blushing. Uh, no, so I actually inadvertently stay brand loyal because Starbucks is like McDonald's of coffee houses, and yet, and also to their credit, um, even though we are very proud of them in my hometown of Seattle, still, you know, they're. Not only are they ubiquitous, but they're trying to, you know, change up their look in places. They're trying to be a little more homey, you know. So, you know, they they make it fairly comfortable. It's generic. It's not very original. I understand, ladies. I understand. I, if, if, if I had more time and more energy, if I weren't, you know, leaving to go back home tomorrow, I'd probably do some shit like, I don't know, the, you know, one, one of my go-tos actually is, is the – the found, not the foundation room, but the there's a room on top of the Mandalay Bay which overlooks the strip. It's a great look, especially at sunset. Uh, not to give away all my trade secrets, <laughs> but we don't have time for that. We ain't got time for all that. You know, we just got to do. Coffee. Yeah, hey, my, my last point: the eggnog latte is on fire this month. Yo, I had great lit. When I was out there with you last week after I dropped you off, uh, so, you know, I made a quick road trip to L.A. Um, to catch up with my people, do a little holiday partying, and uh, got in some very bad basketball with <laughs> Jay Devlin. And afterwards, after I dropped uh, you off, I went to a Starbucks to kill some time, and I had the eggnog latte. And it is very lit. I, I get it with two vanilla pumps. Wow. That's sexual. Be careful. Oh, Don't say that in front of her, man. That can be construed as uh, like sexual. Not three pumps. Three pump. pumps will get you flagged. Okay. I do two pumps. <laughs> like the crinkleberry. Pump, pump. Okay, so the preliminaries are out of the way, damn it. We are here, here to celebrate the game up and running for the holiday season. We know a lot of you have more time on your hands to check out our lovely game, to also check out the great movies at the, at the cinema. I went and saw Passengers last night, and it, and it is the lit, fam. The Good, lit. Huh? 
good. Pretty it's good. a great it's a great time in the movies. And Jennifer Lawrence, if you didn't know it already, I mean, first of all, she's been Bay quite honestly ever since Winter's Bone, which is you know where we all kind of semi discovered her. But my goodness, she is a bona fide movie star. She earns every last dollar of her higher than Chris Pratt salary. <laughs> she's she, just she's amazing. She's she made more money than Chris Pratt on that movie, huh? Oh yeah, because she she kicked she kicked up a fuss as well. She should have, you know, last year or two years ago, whenever the Sony leak came out, where she found out that she's getting paid less than her male co-stars, even though she was just as vital a part of some of those movies. So and ever since then, you know, I mean, you know, if you come to J Law, you better come correct. Come, you know, come with your checkbook open because she and she earns every last penny in this movie. She's amazing. She's How was the chemistry? What did, I said a couple weeks ago that I wouldn't be shocked if like a Brad Angelina thing came out. Because they look oh. like they just get along really, really well. Well, yeah. So if his wife were, were anyone but Anna Ferris, like Mr. Then, and Mrs. Smith style. I mean, if 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 his if his if his wife was anyone but Anna Ferris, who's like funny, sweet, and 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 cute, and from the crib, from Seattle, you know, she probably would yeah. have had a chance. But they seem very happy. Chris Pratt and his wife, uh, two, you know. Uh, Western Washington natives, so no, I, I don't think I don't think the chemistry was great. Chemistry hey. was very much there, but I don't think anything any shenanigans happened. Hey, Ed, all those adjectives you used to describe Anna Faris were probably used to describe Jennifer Aniston. Just so, just so <laughs> you know, <laughs> just so <Wow>. you know. <laughs> wow, that hurts. Okay, true, <laughs> probably, but hurts. <laughs> yes, pastor is very lit. So yes, yeah, so I'm very excited to see how it does. Um, I've and I've priced it accordingly. We'll get into pricing a little bit later. Let's just go over a few call sheets. From this past weekend, uh, very it was very fun. Um, as you can see, we have the new we have the new uh, uh, talent pool up for you to check out. But let's look at some of the completed call sheets first. Uh, start with the feature presentation, our top ranking tournament. And yeah, so you know, so, so if you're wondering where my call sheets at, if you're used to seeing CD swag this week, I did a header and. <laughs> accidentally deleted myself from the database. So we will not be going over my call sheet this week, but we will be going over everyone else's. And look at here. Look who showed up in fourth place, Jay Devlin. You know, off let's the take podium. Off the yeah. metal podium, though. I mean, Still I'm a, cast. Good for I'm 20 a, bucks. I'm a Go distant fourth, though. I'm not going to pat myself on the back for a distant fourth. But thank you. No, no problem. So let's go over your call sheet, and I'll and I'll hold it on uh, static so you can discuss. What, what was your strategy going into this? Because I see a lot of la-la land here. Now, I, I don't think I was very far off of, of what the winning call sheets were. I mean, my, you know, you had to have one rogue one because it's just too much. And then, you know, La La Land has all the buzz, man. It's got the Oscar buzz. It's got that, you know, what, 200 theaters this, this uh, last week and absolutely crushed. Star power with uh, Emma Stone and Ryan Gosling. It, it just <laughs> says everything. I, I, I did like Manchester by the Sea as well. That was projected to make some decent coin. Um but you got to go with those platform releases, man. You need those extra points. And if I had just stayed away from Manchester by the Sea, I mean, obviously the strategy was all La La Land, one Rogue One, and punt a, uh, a limited release. But, yeah, that was my strategy, man. I don't, I don't think I was very far off. But No, very solid strategy. I mean, you, you scored more points than I did. I believe, oh, okay, so the dog's going down. <laughs> all right. No more E2 time. Okay, so, and sorry about that quick that quick escape to a blank tab that was dog uh, influenced. Uh, so let's take a look at uh, the winning call sheet, and it was close this week. It was a bon bunna. Akoye, 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 I think that's right. Uh, beat Gamble twenty four seven by less than a point and a half. 
Is that the closest finish ever? I know we've had a couple close finishes. That feels like it's up there in the top two or three closest finishes ever. In the cinema draft history, that might be one of the closest finishes ever, but I do I feel like we've had one that's been under a point. But that we definitely have had like some photo finishes in the in, in testing. But yeah, this this is one of the closest ones we've had, especially for the feature presentation. So yeah, so this is this strategy was as you described. Rogue one, get your Felicity Jones, and and honestly, you're gonna see uh, we're, we adjust all the prices each week, but I accidentally put in for Felicity Jones' salary, the salary for Diego Luna, because we know this movie's all about Felicity Jones, so my bad, I didn't mean, you know, you know, for, for any of the, the, the equal pay activists or whatever out there. I know, it's a Jones <laughs> movie, it should have totally... been 39000 not thirty-eight seven. it's my bad. <laughs> I'll tell you what, my mind does not work that way, I don't see, like, the flaw and everything, but I will say this. I did think that when I saw it. I was like, wow, Felicity Jones cheaper than Diego Luna? I hey, know. That's, that's my bad. <laughs> that's my bad. I'm not being sexist. It's just it was honest, you know, slip of the fingers. Yeah, uh, but, so nobody, yeah. but nobody rostered Diego, Diego Luna, I'm guessing, which is, you pretty, know. Pretty much no. <laughs> Unless they wanted to show off with that extra 3,000. Uh, 300. But yeah, so, so yeah, he's exactly how you described. He had he he stacked La La Land. He had um, it. In interesting, yeah, you got his headliner stack in there, and Nocturnal Animals, which is interesting because only it didn't perform. I mean, at limited release, I mean, it didn't really perform what we thought it would do, but still, that two point eight two points was the difference between the the tag team tie of Gamble twenty four seven and James Lear, who had identical call sheets, just about with punting with Miss Sloan. They went with Jessica Chat. And, and I, I thought we covered this in my podcast last week with the lovely Cammie Maroney. I thought we covered this, damn it. Don't pick Miss Sloan. She's not going to win you a tournament because as much as I love this movie, it's still my movie of the year. It was, it's just a great, great movie in time the movies. And, I'm, and mind you, it's not showing up in our talent pool this week because it's been reduced to 64 freaking theaters it's if, you, if it's in your if it's in the theater near you go see that bad boy this weekend because it's it's going out it's it's almost gone and and and, for, and rightly so because it only grossed you know uh was it only got you 1.37 points yeah, i think it only made like 0. 0.44 um a 0.4 million dollars 440 something thousand dollars it was just a, it was just a waste of time but you had to do something you was limited on his budget. He had you see zero dollars remaining. So we went with the headliner from a limited release movie, and they almost got there, but that was the difference. Here's the uh, here's the interesting strategy in something like this. I, if I had done straight La La Land, I feel like I would have ended up with Miss Sloan as well. Hmm. Probably because my whenever I roster uh, non headliners, I'm always rostering the cheapest ones. It's very important to like save that extra two hundred, three hundred. It's like one of the little idiosyncrasies of the game, you know, where that extra two or three hundred matters at the end. So I probably would have rostered all the cheap La La Land people, had seventy two hundred left, and then went Miss Sloan. If you look at the winning call sheet, they also spent the entire hundred thousand, but they only spent seven thousand on Nocturnal Animals. So they paid for like a couple La La Land actors that were a little more expensive than some of the cheaper ones. Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yeah, that's that's an excellent point, and and I, I, it's well. First of all, everyone, you know, once again, bow at the feet of Jay Devlin. He just put you up on some game. <laughs> Always get in your headliners where you can. Number one, and 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 yeah, and and, and even and that, it was a sound strategy. It just didn't work out because Miss Sloan was so underperformed. But also, it shows you that 
sometimes you don't need all headliners to win. When when you look at uh, Koye, he stuck in what, all that he could afford, which was well, you don't need all headliners. But I, what I'm saying is that it looks like they took some La La Land people, the guy that won, that weren't amongst the cheapest ones. See what I'm saying? Oh, so budget remaining is zero on both the first place lineup and the second and third place lineups. But the first place lineup took a couple La La Land people that weren't the cheapest members of that cast on the call sheet. Oh, I see. So he probably could have afforded himself some extra money to exactly. You know, he could have afforded himself yeah. a couple extra hundred dollars, which you know I think everybody kind of likes the idea of spending all of their money. Mm-hmm. Which you know that's think about that in the future. Like, don't worry about spending all of your money. Just try and get the movies in your call sheet. They're going to gross the most money. And Nocturnal Animals was a movie that was just going to make more money than Miss Sloan. Amen. And then generally, I just try to use up. I, I try to be within, say, five percent. I try to leave five thousand or less because if if it's more, I feel like I'm not, you know, necessarily maximizing, you know, my uh, uh my my budget. But I, I I do have some some interesting ideas for future games when we you know build out our staff, whatever. We can do some some kind of innovative things with like the budgets. Like maybe you can only spend. Oh, uh, uh, what was it like? Uh, maybe you can only spend. You know up to 80k or something or maybe you you know try to get the 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 worst best lineup with the cheapest line you know stuff like that so there's you know those things are coming in the future down the road but yeah but budget you know bankroll management for anything in life really is is very important <laughs> let's take a look at jaybird's lineup real quick while you're in there jaybird's a, so, well okay jaybird's gonna draft legend he he had a very not so legendary performance, uh, and I only say this because he and he and he hit me up on IM the other day saying he totally forgot to adjust his lineups. So what happened? What had happened was his placeholder lineups were the ones that ran, and the irony is because we had several people who were employees or or family members of Cinema Draft employees uh, cash, he still made the money with his 61-point lineup. These, this 61? Is just, this is just a placeholder. Not to put you on blast, Jaybird. These were all okay. placeholders. Okay. So, Thanks for playing, Jaybird. You know, I'm, we're, we look forward to a stronger lineup from you next next week. But yeah, anything with collateral. <laughs> this was collateral beauty, and no Rogue One was destined to fail. This isn't a Jaybird approved lineup. Just trust. <laughs> Just All trust. right, no worries. No, yeah, I was gonna say it looked a little weird. Yes, definitely a little weird. All right, so let's go to so that was that was a review of the past weekend. Um, and if you want to see all the the winners, you can go to our company blog at medium.com slash at cinema draft this should be the first story up there and you see everyone who won it's pretty much a koi t- t- took the top two spots with some james lear coming in and then also some a tag team of james lear and gamble 24 7 in the in the gaffer so some interesting results up there check us out at medium.com so let's pivot to the future let's see what's going on for next week and and so we have so we have them up in your lobby right here. It starts at our normal time, 10 p.m. Pacific on Thursday. And some of these movies are already going to be out in, in the wild. Some of these were released either late last night or, or, or today because of the Christmas holiday season. So you might even get a bead on what's going to be successful and what won't be. Uh, do their do you, box office results that they're getting tonight count for their week, or do you start their week after lock? Wednesday. It should be. I believe it will be. I, I believe it will be a traditional. Um, a, actually, the lock will be on Thursday, and like, Thursday, normal, right. and I believe it will be the full, like, the, the normal three day weekend through okay. Sunday. So, <clears throat> with the final results tallying on Monday, and it should be very interesting because there's always a spike on Christmas. And some of these movies, I can't. I, I think are coming out on Christmas. I think Fences might come out on Christmas Day, but it still might do. You know, bang up box office for its for its price point. So let's check out some of these. 
uh, that we look forward to. Since we're not doing a normal full-blown podcast this week because I am traveling uh, early tomorrow. Uh, and dating. This, traveling and dating. It's a busy week. Dating, then traveling. If I, <laughs> if I get to date when I'm home, then, ooh, that'd be lucky. Uh, but uh, we're we're looking at some so some of the ones I would recommend this week that are kind of interesting. I'm really interested by Hidden Figures. It's coming out on only 25 screens, but it's going to be in your 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 New York and LA's. It's gonna it's gonna it might come out I believe either today or on Christmas Day. Its release date might be a little fungible, and it's it's got it's been getting a lot more traction, interest than I thought it would be. Uh, Taraji P Henson, of course, is hot from Empire. Uh, it's a little Kevin Costner glow here and there, but you know people seem generally interested in this movie, so. As far as a platform release, I'm keep my eye on it. Okay, uh, I think, I think you, you have to. If we're going to go into this week, we you have to start with Rogue One. You just yes. have to start there and, and go work your way down. Well, how did you? I have not looked at the prices. This is the first time. How did so, you adjust the prices, or did you not adjust them? No, totally adjusted them. We brought them down under thirty, uh, mostly because it's a crowded box office space. We have some contenders in Sing. The, the, the voice actors from Sing are going to be dominating uh, some of the headlines as well because okay. everyone's talking about that movie. Like, yeah, that's a four-quadrant hit right there, Sing. And so that one's priced somewhat appropriately. You've got Matthew McConaughey at 16000 and Scarlett Johansson at fifteen nine as your headliners for Sing. Uh, right, and it's releasing right. on fourth day. <laughs> all right, all right. And it's releasing on fourth man. Good to be out here on Cinema Draft. So, yeah, you know, so, 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 so tell us, McConaughey, what's your prospects for this weekend with Sing? Hey, man, I don't know, man. Man, I don't live in space, man. I don't do that Rogue One here, man. I'm just going to do a little singing on the stage, man. Animated style. Kick my feet back up in Austin, Texas and celebrate the birth of Christ, man. Um, hey, that's man. the thing. I mean, there, there's some big movies coming out. Obviously, Passengers Sing, Assassin's Creed. You got some big, you know, 30 million for Passengers is the projection. 34, 35 for Sing. Assassin's Creed is, is 20 plus. What? Um, wow. Because I actually, and I might have undervalued Assassin's Creed. Now I think about it. In Assassin's Creed, your your headliners are Michael Fassbender, ninety five hundred, and Marion Cotillard at eighty nine hundred. And I only price it so low because historically, video game movies don't do well. This one looks lit AF, so I have high hopes for I mean, it. It inspired my look today for the for the show, Ed. I mean, I'm. I should tell you, I'm all in on Assassin's Creed. Amen. But, it, I, it, it, but twenty million plus. That's. I mean, if it if it does that much for for eighty five hundred for the for the cheapest actor on there, uh, for the cheapest four actors, five actors on there, that might be a hidden value play. What is Rogue One gonna do? Rogue One. No. Well, What's it gonna do this week? That's excellent. Hundred million. Oh wow! Think so. Hundred million. I mean, most movies drop down by what, like <clears throat> roughly fifty percent is yeah. is about like what we've seen. So then now uh, this is like seventy five, eighty. But this is this this is this is a movie that this is the kind of flick these people are insane. These Star Wars people, they go see it twice. I don't see this thing dropping off fifty percent. <clears throat> I see it probably dropping off like thirty five, forty percent. You know, and then you're still looking at ninety a million, ninety a hundred million. I mean, it's uh, if you I can roster two of them. And then just put in a bunch of 5,000s, I'd say that's the best way to go. I don't know if mathematically that's possible this week, but th well, that movie know, is have, still the best movie to roster, easily. No, no, you're, you're going you're to need a combination of, of Rogue One and most likely some Sing and then and figure out your value from there. But I'm, this, is, this is what I'm thinking, though. And I'm, I'm with you. What you said is very sound, very traditional, um, <clears throat> very traditional – uh, game theory for for the box office, but what makes Rogue One a little different is that it did open w huge and wide. Everyone's going to see it. Everyone's going to see it twice. I'm going to see it again with 
with my mom, you know, when I get to Seattle. But it draft the word mom. of mouth hasn't been great with the draft mom, exactly. The word of mouth hasn't been hasn't been great. I, I have to admit, it hasn't been what you would think it would be. Uh, yeah, but Star Wars transcends all that crap, man. I mean, Force, Force Awakens was not a good movie. I mean, it just wasn't. People still went and saw it two, three times because they're just indoctrinated with Star Wars. I mean, it's a generational thing. They could make the crappiest movie, and people are still going to go see it, man, because everybody's just a sheep for no, that no, stuff. Th no, this is true. I'm, I would say the, the 30 to 40% drop would be more in line if this thing was just like universally loved. But I've got like normal people, not just the Metacritic of 65, which I'm showing here, saying that they were – weren't feeling it as much as they, they should have been. And that was my main concern, my main criticism of it, is that all the pieces were there, they're assembled right, you know, everything seemed like in the right place, but yet it seemed like it was missing just a little bit of soul. So I don't know. Well, it, I'm very, you, actually, that, there's an over-under bet for the week. You know, so do you, so do you think it's going to, you think it's going to do over 100 million, right? I, I wouldn't say 100. I would say 90, probably. 90? Yeah. Ooh, that's tough because I think it's, it might do exactly 90. Um, you know what? Actually, I'll take the under on 90. I think it might do 88. Because it's it's a very crowded marketplace. Yeah, let, let's do a little side bet there <laughs> for Done. a little ten dollars side bet or whatever. I I believe in the over under for our podcast this week. I believe it'll do just under ninety, and you think it'll do ninety plus. So that's the that's our projection for Rogue One. I think it's gonna be. I think a sleeper might be why him. It's it's gonna go wide. People like to laugh uh, on on Christmas. It's got the head start of opening today, I believe. Going or actually, I think it opens on Friday. Um, so maybe it's not much of a head start. Um, Collateral Beauties DOA. Uh, <laughs> La La Land. Now La La Land, you, the popular choice. I mean. It came out of nowhere. Well, I would say it came out of nowhere, but I had no idea it was going to do 4.1 million on 200 screens. That's just bananas. I, I just, by the way, I, I'm making the winning lineup as we speak on Cinema Draft. I'm not going to tell you what it is, but <laughs> okay, I, please don't. <laughs> it's so it's not hard to make the winning lineup this week. I'm just telling you that. Hey, the, the, the gauntlet's been laid before you, dear listeners. It is not hard, so come correct, or else Jay Devlin will come mind. correct because this lineup is straight effing fire. There you go. Uh, and so La La Land is, uh, I mean, we, we, it got bumped up. We bumped it up by another uh, 2,000 each, each actor because if it stays in the platform release category, there's no other place you're going to go. I mean, if you, mm -hmm. if you want those points. I mean, you got 57.4 points for Ryan Gosling in last week. It, I mean, that's just bananas. That might be the highest I've ever seen a platform release earn. So just, I mean, you know, if you're going to do, plat if it stays platform, it might expand, you know, more through the Christmas season. If it says platform, you know, you're going to have to pay for it. Um, Jackie's kind of interesting, but it's only on four screens. Um, or actually, or, or, or no, I'm not, it's not on four screens. It's on, actually, it's, it's expanding to 335 screens. Oh, my bad. No, Jackie is going from 84 screens to 335 screens. So definitely keep an eye out for that. Moana's doing solid business. It gets knocked down to the 12,000 range for Dwayne Johnson's a headliner, um, but it still could pull in, you know, a good, you know, 15 million over, you know, expanded, you know, box office weekend. I mean, the, the marketplace we've seen in the past, the marketplace expands over Christmas. I don't know about you guys. It's a tradition. Me and the draft mom, we go see a movie every Christmas on Christmas day after we've done the presents and stuff and I've watched all the basketball I can stand. You know, we go see a movie, you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock movie. It's great. Sometimes it's weird shit like Django Unchained where we're laughing our ass off uncomfortably in a, in a, theater full of white people who don't know if they should laugh or be appalled or sometimes it's even worse more appalling to see them like the wolf of wall street where leo's doing coke and blow off you know 
you know, stripper breasts. So I don't know. But either way, it's what we do. It's what a lot of families do. It's good. So Moana still could get you some some money. Fantastic Beasts is dead. Mantra by a Sea might be interesting, but it might have seen its best days. And Nocturnal Animals seems to be on the downside, even though that's an excellent, excellent film. Anything yeah. to add here, J. Devlin? Anything you're looking? No, at? I mean you covered all the movies. I mean, I you know I I don't. We'll, we'll see how many. Oh, there goes your movie, Patriots Day, on seven gonna, screens, and you I, live in LA, so you should go see that. I was literally just going to say, I'm going to let the cat out of the bag. We'll see how many people listen to this podcast. Uh, okay. Patriots Day is way too cheap. Mm. Platform release, seven, huh? seven screens. We've seen movies like Moonlight when Moonlight was on like two fucking screens. Absolutely crush it. This movie's on seven screens, and it's got Mark Wahlberg. Yes. And it's like an American hero story. People want to be uplifted during the holidays. It's an uplifting story. People want to get in on movies early. The The wide release isn't coming until January. I think this movie is going to be huge. 5000 is way too cheap. I am going to have a complete movie stack of this movie. <laughs> wow. He's calling his shot now. Patriots Day. And also, we don't have very many house rules around here, but one rule I personally have is I do not bet against Peter Berg. I just don't do it. The man really knows how to make those those big those recent events or based on true events, you know why uh, big uh, big audience crowd pleasers, uh, even in the face of tragedy, which is exactly what Deepwater Horizon was. I went to that movie expecting to hate it. I came out loving it. I'm not betting against Peter Berg because of the strength of your recommendation, the fact that Peter Berg's involved. I'm gonna have me some Patriots Day. I'm gonna have to do it. Yeah, uh, I just you know seven screens is plenty for me. That's plenty. Solid, With a platform solid, release. Yeah. If it yeah. sells out on all those screens, every on seven screens, which is not impossible to do, uh, we could have like a fifty thousand dollar per screen, you know, situation here. Which times seven is three point. Is, oh, oh, well, actually, that's not that much. That's three hundred fifty thousand screens. Well, we've seen in recent past just some of these just go boffa. Like, for example, look at like Jackie from last weekend was, or well, this is the week. Jackie from last weekend, I believe did something crazy. Like, uh, or maybe his first weekend, something crazy, like, like a hundred thousand per screen or something. It was just off yeah. the charts. So. All right. So how many points would that be? 80, so how many points was that? How many screens? Well, actually, 26 14. screens. 26 screens, 18,000 per screen, did 492,000. So, eh, so at a, at a platform release, that was still only about just, just under five points. So it wasn't exactly what we thought it was. But, I mean, if you look at something like – like uh, How much did La La – look at La La Land. Did 176,000 per uh, per On screen? five screens. Okay, yeah, yeah, great, exa- great point. So on yeah. that, you're getting almost nine points, you know, straight out the box from there on, on just five screens. And that actually – yeah, that's about as high as you're going to see. Uh, so, yeah, so we, we can see a situation where, yeah, you get – you might get to 225,000 off one screen. I, I think Patriots Day has that ce- – I mean, it's got that ceiling. It's got a million-dollar ceiling on seven screens. It definitely yeah, has a- yeah. If, if it does 225,000, that's 1.57, you know, <clears throat> uh, uh, 1.58 million, which is essentially 16 points, you know, 22 or so if you're in a headliner. So, yeah. You, I mean, we're going to have to track that one closely as we prepare our call sheets over the next uh, 36 hours. But, you know, that, that's a great call. I'm, 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 liking, I'm liking the bold call there, Jay. <laughs> well, the reason – I mean, here's, here's the reason. And, like, you, get, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm going to reveal my strategy just, again, because this is like a social experiment. I want to see how many people are, are listening to the pod. You can okay. stack – you can have both headliners from Rogue One and then stack everybody from Patriots Day. Mm. And, then oh, have wow. a, and then have a headliner <laughs> from, like, Nocturnal Animals. Mind blown. That's what I just did. 
<laughs> mind blown. Wow. I'm well, I'm I, I'm definitely gonna follow your footsteps and on at least one of my five call sheets. I'm not sure which one. I think I'm liking a, a mix of a Rogue One, Passengers, and some Sing, and then just figuring out the value from there. But that is so a very honest strategy. I you're, like you're an artist, my man. You're trying to make like a beautiful <laughs> Jackson Pollock, Salvador Dali, and paint beautiful colors everywhere. I'm just trying to take tournaments down. And if we're just talking straight strategy here. If you can actually fit in both headliners from Rogue One, I mean, oh, there's two there's two hundred and sixty points right there. Especially I don't care how how well night. Matthew McConaughey can sing, all right, <laughs> or how sexy Jennifer Lawrence is. You're just not going to be able to compete with that. She is very sexy. This movie, she's very sexy. Uh, and wow, well, I'm I'm very I'm definitely looking forward to seeing your social experiment enacted. Once again, great job, Jay Devlin. I have to go. I'm about to be late for this 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 getaway date, whatever. Uh, thanks for hanging with us, everybody. Uh, and and coming back to the game, I know we were gone for a while, but we we're back. We we're going to keep this running every week. Uh, you can find us everywhere on all our normal social media channels. Uh, go to cinemadraft.co. That is cinemadraft.co to sign up for the free beta. Uh, tell all your friends. Good luck at the movies, and looking forward to seeing hey. those call sheets. And Merry Christmas to everybody out there. Have a great holiday. And uh, Ed, great job as usual, man. Great product. Keep this thing churning along. It's getting bigger and better every week. And uh, look forward to being a part of it in the future, brother. Thank you. Yeah, thank you for your support. And oh, I also check out uh, Jay Devlin on Mostly Sports. I believe they'll have a new podcast up in the new year. But check out the old ones. They're highly entertaining. Highly, highly entertaining. Hi, Jackie. You got a future shot. You can tag her on this on uh, on Twitter. She'll uh, she'll enjoy that. <laughs> and she listens to it every single minute until she gets the hijack at the end. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, that's it for this week. Thanks, everybody, and we will see your call sheets.